Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talked to Tanya Bamford, Managing Director of Remodelers Advantage's sister company, RA Marketing. Research has proven that referral clients cost less to acquire, are easier to close, and are more valuable to your business over time. So why aren't more companies actively asking for them? Well, Tanya is going to offer tips on how to fire up your referral engine in just a minute. At last, we meet for the first time for the last time. Well, we're waiting. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. You sure are. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. Getting ready for a trip to Atlanta. Yeah, we're going to go speak at the Atlanta Nari Cutting Edge Expo. Yes, so I'm very it's going to be very exciting. That. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I think and referrals are going to come up for sure. Oh, I hope. Yeah, because and you're speaking about marketing too, aren't you? When you're down there, yeah, I do my blue tape walkthrough. Okay, so that's very cool. <laughs> so I'm excited today to talk to Tanya because uh, she has been the managing director of our sister company for a while now. But before that, you know, she's been a marketer, marketing pro for years and really understands the needs of remodelers and what the uh, lead generation tactics that really work for them. So this is going to be really neat. She's got some really good insight into um, referral programs and tips on how to get it done. So I can't wait to get her firing Rock away. Rolling. Okay, yeah. well, let's go. Tanya Bamford is the managing director of RA Marketing, which is our sister company, as Mark mentioned. Prior to that, Tanya was the owner of an award-winning marketing firm serving small and mid-sized businesses of all sorts. She's a sought-after speaker, and she's presented more than 20 and more small business seminars on marketing-related topics, ranging from strategic planning to social media marketing. Hey, welcome aboard, Tanya. I'm so happy to be here. Yep. It's great having you again. Your your repeat. Then someday we'll have a three-peat, just so I can say that. Well, you just did. Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to my third appearance already. Oh, goody. All right. So let's dive into this. You know, people, remodelers, all sorts of small business people just take referrals for granted, I think, don't you? I do. And, you know, they expect them to happen organically, and sometimes they do. Uh, and then they drop off after a while and they kind of wonder why. And it's because, you know, they haven't maintained any kind of a regular dialogue with those folks. And people forget about you after time if you don't actually communicate with them on a regular basis. But, you know, the referrals, they're sort of um, organic, right? I mean, it's word of mouth advertising. It's people talking about you. And that's pretty unpredictable. I mean, how can you control that and how can you increase those referrals, how do you take charge of that? Well, when I say, I I like calling this firing up your referral engine because what it's all about is maintaining that relationship, maintaining and nurturing a relationship with your past customers over time so that they are continually fed a script, if you will, for referring you. That's sort of, you know, adding fuel to that fire uh, is giving them the tools with which tour for you, reminding them about the wonderful work that you do, how you're solving other people's problems, and, you know, other information that helps to strengthen and solidify your relationship with them, like if you've won an award, etc. So, you know, by having a regular ongoing dialogue with them, you stay fresh in their mind, you remind them why it was they chose you for the, in, in the first place, 
and uh, it it pays dividends. Tanya, so in the intro, um, you had mentioned, and I included it in the intro, that um, referral clients have been, and this is air quotes, proven to be easier to close and worth more over time. So could you explain that? How, how is that the case? Yeah, so I, I think that's another thing that people need to understand is actually a lot of research behind referral marketing. So it's not just that anecdotally we know this to be true. Uh, there have been several research studies that point to the fact that a referred client is actually worth more to your organization over time. They're easier and uh, less costly to acquire than uh, a customer acquired any other way. And they repeat the cycle. So they become then a referrer of your business. So this is, this is definitely something that is um, a legitimate marketing tactic. And there's a lot of research studies behind too that I can mention off the top of my hand, uh, head. And we can um, certainly include links to these studies. Um, I think the quintessential study is this one that was done. And I may butcher a few of these names. I apologize in advance. Uh, Schmidt, Phillips, Guerra, Bernd, Vandebolt, and Christoph. This is a study that these researchers published back in 2011. It's called Referral Programs and Customer Value. It was published in the Journal of Marketing, volume 75, pages 46 to 59. So uh, this was a, a study that was done in, with a financial institution in Germany. It does have American ties because uh, the University of Penn, the Wharton School, actually participated in this study. Um, but it earned the 2011 MSI H. Paul Root Award for making the most significant contribution to the advancement of the practice of marketing. Wow. And yeah, yeah. So, in, and one of the things that they, you know, refer to in this study is that, you know, they studied these uh, referred customers and the relationship over time, and they discovered that a referred client was actually worth 16% more to the bank over time. Wow. Than the clients were, you know, acquired another way. And I think if remodeling companies, if they were to do the same sort of study, I can't imagine that it wouldn't even be higher uh, because, you know, that's just the relationship. When you have that sort of endorsement from someone in your circle of influence, you gain greater confidence. So you're almost sold before you, you even sit down and, and meet with that remodeling company. It's why I think it's so important that people invest in, in a referral marketing program because I think, you know, they'll see those dividends over time. Uh, there's another, uh, another study as well. It's called Referral Marketing, uh, Acquiring and Retaining Ideal Customer Advocates Through Best Practices uh -huh. and Metric Benchmark Report. And that was published in um, June of 2016. And I think it's something that they update on a regular basis as well. So people can look that up and, and, and see the research that has gone into you know, uh, referral marketing, understanding referral marketing, why it's so important. Now, in that particular thing, you mentioned that in the title of the of the study, you mentioned best practices. Are there best practices described in that report? Uh, yes. So it, in that uh, demand metric benchmark report, there are. I mean, and the first critical, the first critical thing is, is delivering uh, a positive customer experience. I mean, that's really at the heart of all of this. You have to do that first. Uh, but assuming that you are delivering a really positive experience, well, one of the next things that you want to do is make sure that you understand who your promoters are. We don't knock it out of the park every single time. You got to recognize that there are people who are more likely to refer you than others. And you should be asking that question at the, at the conclusion of every project. 
you have to understand, you know, you have to track that net promoter score. Yeah. And, and understand who your promoters are. So um, it, for anybody who doesn't understand, you know, that um, the ultimate question that they need to be asking, it's, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how likely would you be to refer me to a friend or refer our company to a friend? And the people who give you a score of nine and 10 on that scale, those are your promoters. Right, right. So at the end of every project, you should, you should ask that question and then track and create a segment of those clients who are likely to promote you. And then you want to invest really in, in communicating with them specifically and, and asking them for referrals. So, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is really based in science. Now, that particular net promoter score, that was uh, something that I know was written about by a gentleman named Frederick Reinhold, I believe it is. Who Fred wrote, Reichheld. Yes, Reichheld, who did the ultimate question, right? Yes. Now, it's something that we rely on heavily, and it's kind of surprising to me that on a 1 to 10 scale, only those that mark you a 9 or a 10 are the promoters. It's not like 7 and up. As a matter of fact, doesn't it go to, like, once you hit 6, they're detractors? It's it's a very tight scale for people who are your promoters. Yeah, so anything 6 and below are considered detractors. The 7 and 8s are considered passive and only the nines and tens are considered promoters, which isn't to say I, you know, I would be happy to see more people communicating with their past clients, regardless of their promoter score on a regular, consistent basis, because I think that habit is, is good. And, and let's face it, I think that the people who are the detractors, they're going to take themselves out of the mix. Mm-hmm. They're going to unsubscribe from your emails. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be communicating with them for very long because they really don't want to keep in touch with you. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe a passive, you know, through regular communication with them, especially when you're feeding them all that positive information about how you've been successful in, in helping other people. Maybe you turn them into a promoter mm-hmm. through that regular communication. So I wouldn't necessarily not communicate with, communicate with the passives on your list, um, but I don't think it really makes a lot of sense to try to continue to have a relationship with someone who's already indicated that there's no chance. Right. There's really you know, mm-hmm. no chance or little chance that they would promote you to someone else. Okay, I got a sort of a two-parter for you. I know we shouldn't do two-parters, but good anyway. What are some easy steps that um, companies can take to improve the referrals and when that you mentioned investing more heavily in the promoters can you tie that in a little bit so there are a lot of programs that can be implemented in in order to like you know invest in in that relationship nurture that relationship over time uh, and i think you really need to take a multi-channel approach basically when we're talking about targeting someone that you're already, you already have an established relationship with, there's, you know, a finite number of channels that you're going to use for that. You're going to use direct mail, you're going to use email, you're going to use social media, telephone outreach, and then face-to-face interaction at events. So when I say you want to have a consistent program, you want to plot out for, for those clients, those past clients, the, the types of communication that you want to do regularly with them, targeting them, uh, with the intent of developing those referrals um, and repeat business for that matter. So those are, you know, regular communications via, you know, direct mail, like a newsletter that talks about 
uh, your your services and, and really leverages. Remember, we were talking about in the last podcast, leverages those photos. Oh, yeah. We don't want to let those great, beautiful project photos lay fallow. We want to harness them mm-hmm. and tell those positive success stories that you've that you've done for other clients. And again, that's giving them the fuel that's giving them the script to get out there and talk about the wonderful work that you do. Now, before you go on, is direct mail still a thing? Is it something that you feel is an important part of a mix? Yes, absolutely. Yes. You know, having there's just something about having that physical piece that you can hold on to. And I actually had a great success story with uh, a newsletter that we did for one client uh, that I, that I often refer to, I spoke with the homeowner. And so this is, um, it was interesting for me to see, we do a, a regular newsletter court on a quarterly basis for one of our clients, heart builders. And we um, always interview the homeowners for the project so that we can use the voice of the client in telling the story about the project. And in one of these interviews, it came up that there was a, uh, an interaction that they had had with Hearth Builders 10 years prior, and they decided not to move forward with Hearth Builders at the time. Hearth Builders, however, put them on their list to receive the newsletter. And, and so they were communicating with them on a regular basis. Well, 10 years later, they did a project, and the, their project wound up being featured in a newsletter. And she referenced, the homeowner referenced when I was speaking with her, that they had received a newsletter. And in the newsletter, it featured a project that had a lot of natural stone, like stack stone. And, and they loved the look and feel of the space that Hearth Builders had created for someone else. And they were like, aha, you know, we, you know, they had a positive experience. They just decided not to invest quite as much at the time. But 10 years later, when they were really ready to, to make it right in their home, they pulled out that newsletter wow. and they reached back out to hearth builders. So I'm telling you that this direct mail is not dead and mm-hmm. using it effectively like that to, to nurture a relationship, whether it was a lead or even with a past client who you want to refer you is definitely going to be money well spent. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So other steps. That people could take. You talked about a lot of the different channels that one can use, which is awesome. Yes. So I, I think you need to have a plan in place and stagger those communications and use a multi-channel approach to nurture that relationship um, and make sure that you're incorporating, you know, storytelling that reinforces and strengthens your relationship with that client. So I would say use direct mail and then stagger that and, and also reach out to them via email. Make sure that you're contributing regularly to social media channels. Instagram in particular is, is gaining in popularity right now. If you don't have an Instagram channel set up, you should get one. Video is another great channel to use and can be used in your social media and can be linked to in your email. Um, so although it's, um, you know, it's a channel in and of itself, uh, but having videos created of your projects or even walking through a project and and describing what was going on in the scene. It's another great channel to use. I think uh, so social media, um, the video channels, events, have open house events at least annually and invite past clients to those events, whether it's at your showroom or if it's at 
a uh, home that was recently renovated and your client is willing to open up their home, don't just invite their neighbors, invite your past clients as well. And those, those folks, just, they need to give, you know, you need to give them the information with which they can refer you. And especially, especially if you have won any awards, uh, if you were named 40 under 40, you were, mm-hmm, you were right. 40 under 40, or if you won a Neri Cody award, or if you, you know, won a Chrysalis award, whatever the award might be, make sure you're sharing that information with them because that, that will help to strengthen and validate why it was they selected you to begin with. And it gives them again, the script to use to, to refer you to someone else. So you've talked a lot about giving the client the script. What about giving the remodeler and their production team or people like that a script to use that's an excellent excellent point i always say never forget to sell your sellers anybody in your organization who has client contact needs to have the same information that you're sharing with your past clients about how wonderful you are sell your sellers make sure that you're sharing all of your good works and and all of your good deeds that you're doing for clients with the staff and by the way these are the people who are making it happen. So what are you doing to make sure that they're recognized and praised for creating that happy client experience to begin with? So make sure you sell your sellers and, and you know, recognize them for their contributions as well. Okay, Tanya. So here's, here's a big one for you. And I have an opinion, but I'd love to get yours. Referral programs, formal ones where you actually say, hey, Mr. Homeowner, if you refer somebody, we give you $500 or, or those types of things. What, what's your opinion on them? Well, I know some people who have done it effectively, but overall, I'm not a fan. And I'll tell you why. These people are going to refer you anyway. And I don't necessarily think that the, the $500, whatever the monetary uh, incentive is, you know, especially for some of these homeowners who are higher end and have a lot of discretionary income. I mean, what threshold would you have to meet anyway for this to be meaningful for them? And, you know, and, you know, to meet that what's in it for me threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that it necessarily would increase their likelihood to refer you because you were giving them some sort of a financial incentive. So I have to say I've seen it done. Um, I know that they can be logistically difficult to execute. So it's, they're difficult to manage internally unless you have the resource to assign it. Uh, I have seen it. So I, it's not that I haven't seen it done effectively, uh, but I think they're difficult to manage logistically. And overall, I'm really not a fan. And I think that they're, they're, gonna, they're either going to refer you or they're not based on their, you know, their promoter score rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you should absolutely have a thank you program in place, making sure that you're recognizing the client for the referral that they've given you uh, with a with an appropriate gift. Right. But um, but I'm not a huge fan of the incentive programs, not for remodeling companies. Yeah, well said, Tanya. That was very. I, I agree a hundred percent wholeheartedly. Um, so my last question for you is: Are you ready for the lightning round? Dun dun I'm ready. dun dun. <laughs> okay. And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? I'm going with The Ultimate Question by Fred Reichelt. If you weren't Managing Director of RA Marketing, what do you think you would be doing? Uh, I would be Supervisor for Montgomery Township. 
What I am supervisor for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't you already that? Apologies. You don't want me. I can say something else. No, that's fine. Yeah. What are you not very good at? Lying. Your room, your desk, or your car? Which do you clean first? My desk. What's the last video game you played? Words with friends. Is that does that count? Sure. Okay. Do you sing in the shower? Yes. What was what's, what's the last song you sang? I don't know. <laughs> it's been that long since you showered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, babe, here's your, ask me the question again. Do you sing in the shower? Yes, but not every time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, well, thank you, Tanya. This was great. So it gives people some things to think about. So uh, an active program, a multitude of channels, giving people the script to use externally as well as internally as well as externally. Awesome stuff. Now, before we let you go, we want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience with a, a little bit of detail on why they are such. Experience is the best teacher. And why is that? I, I think that it's a, it, we really need to reflect back on what we've learned through our experiences and use that to propel ourselves forward. So, you know, allow your experience to really guide your activities moving forward. All right. Learn from your mistakes and grow from them. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's awesome. So very much appreciate you being on, Tanya. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Tanya. See you later. So that was really interesting. I bet that there are a, a paltry number of remodelers who have thought out active referral programs in place. You said paltry? Paltry. That's a fancy word. <laughs> Is it? It sort of reminds it? me of chickens somehow. I'm not sure. Yes. Paltry, that's well, why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You come up with that paltry. one. Yeah. That's yeah, good I'm stuff. Own, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is a paltry amount, I do believe. And I agree 100%. I was curious on her take on it, but I am not a fan of the, hey, if you do this for me, I'll, right. I'll pay you. Right. Um, I know of... A handful of remodelers that are doing it, and they mm. swear by it. So, to each his own. It's just, in my opinion, I agree a hundred percent with what Tanya said. It it's not going to necessarily influence them. They're not going to go out of their way to make an extra couple hundred dollars right. and find people right. for you. They would have referred you anyway. So, well, I love the idea of focusing more of your efforts and your uh, investment in that nine or ten on the net promoter score. And again, yeah, sure. we know what our score is. It's more than just the number of nine cents. I mean, it's a formula. It's, it's pretty cool. I love the idea of continually giving them reasons to talk about you. And I love the idea of teaching your team how to talk to those people and how to how to continually sell the sellers. You got to you got it's you got to stay in front of your past clients. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to continue to communicate with them, put them on a program. It's an email list. It's also maybe a, a newsletter that comes out quarterly, a mm-hmm. physical piece, but you got to stay in front of them so that you're top of mind all the time. You know, one thing we didn't even talk about that we should put on our list for another topic is how to grow that email list. How to grow the list of people that are following you on Facebook and seeing that. How to That's at least five shows. I know. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day. They do all this marketing. And there's no way for them to capture anybody that visits their website or that uh, okay. calls them or they have no database whatsoever. It was a, it was a shame. It was yeah, a crime, right. as they say. 
Well, we got I'll definitely put those studies in the show notes. And for, for those of you that aren't familiar 100% with podcasting, the show notes are pulled into any platform you're on, but in, not in their entirety. If you want to see the full show notes, you visit powertipspodcast.com and for that episode. So I'll put those links and everything else that you've referred to. And you'll to. put link also to RA Marketing so they can learn more about Tanya and what she does. Well, yeah, of course we'll do that. Cool beans. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, another good one in the can. Thank you, Tanya. Yep, and thank you, as always, for listening to another episode of Power Tips Unscripted. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.